achieve it. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. You've dreamed of building a family, but the journey hasn't been easy. I'm Dr. Laura Shaheen, a reproductive endocrinologist helping people build families every day. On our new podcast, Baby or Bust, we'll be learning from both reproductive experts and people who have faced challenges just like yours. Join us every week for Baby or Bust, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure to follow us so you never miss an episode. Sure, watching football is fun, but it's more entertaining when you have some action on the games. Fellas, you've heard me talking about this for weeks, and some of you are still on the sidelines. Whether you're an expert or a rookie, you should be betting at my bookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, like playing the numbers on roulette, you can create a big parlay. Pick three teams to win. If you hit all three, you could turn 100 bucks into 600 There's so much to bet on college basketball and football, NBA, NHL, custom props, even eSports if you want, you name it. My bookie is the one bet I know you'll be happy with all year. I recommend these guys because I trust them. My bookie has been in business for years. They've got great online reviews, and their mobile site is easy to use. Sign up this week, and my bookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus to jumpstart your bankroll. It's a great way to bank even more money when you win. Don't miss out on one of the best weeks to bet on sports this year. Log on to MyBookie right now and use promo code ZABE and get 50% deposit bonus. That's promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. You play, you win, you get paid. Today on the ZABEcast, notorious J-A-Y on Tyson versus Douglas and the 30 for 30 titled 42 to 1. Mike Tomlin on the hot seat. I defend Kirk Cousins better than Matthew McConaughey in a movie. And is it good for your starting linebacker to say F this team and the fan base? All of that, plus I've been nominated to be a VP. Your essential Sports Talk Day starter is locked and loaded. So buckle up and let's go. Here we go. Wednesday, December 12, 2018. Thank you for downloading. Before we get to Notorious J.A.Y., who joined us uh, just after his Christmas party on Tuesday night, a first a bit of holiday cheer. One Ted Pelkey of Burlington, Vermont, has erected his own little tribute to holiday cheer. That tribute is a 700-pound block of pine carved in the shape of a fist with a middle finger pointing skyward. Good God! Yes, indeed. It's visible from the highway. It's also on a 16-foot pole above the ground, and it's lit up at night. Mr. Pelkey erected the provocative sculpture in protest of a long-running dispute with the town of Westford. The town's development review board denied Pelkey a permit for an 8,000-square-foot garage he wants to build on his 11-acre property. He spent $4,000 on the middle finger sculpture carved in Vermont by an artisan he declined to name. 
We've been trying to put a business there for the past 10 years, said Pelkey. It's just never-ending. They're railroading us really good. His current business is located in Swanton, where he says he's running out of space. His main business is cleaning spools for a monofilament line company. Pelkey and his son also do some truck repair on the side. He said it's a low-impact thing. We have such a little traffic that you would wonder if we were even open. So after going round and round and round and round with a uh, with the board, uh, they said no. And now he's put up the middle finger. And now apparently they can't get him to take it down. How funny is that? Well, there you go. A little holiday cheer. If you're driving past his property there off of Route 128 outside of Burlington, Vermont, take a look at the big $4,000, 700-pound pine middle finger. All right, let's talk to our friend Notorious, J-A-Y. Hello. You are looking live at Jay Cottrell following his office Christmas party. How was it, yes. Jay? Uh, very political. How about that answer? <laughs> very political. So very political. They couldn't put politics aside, even for oh, the God, Christmas no. party. <laughs> oh, God, no. It's all they talk about is politics. Politics, politics, yeah, politics. It. Yes, it's, it's, it's 24-7, which is actually okay. If you like politics, but at some point you got to go enough already. At some point you're like, damn it, isn't there anyone here that can bash the shit out of Mike Tomlin with me? Because I'm really itching to do that. <laughs> Wait a minute, can I say something? Yeah, let's say people? something right out of the gate. Let's go. How about all those people who called me an idiot earlier in the year? What happened... What happened with all those people? Have they been emailing you? You're, you're like, yeah, you? where's my apology? And what yeah. you said earlier in the year... You said the Steelers would win like six games. I said, well, it was when they were, had one loss. I said, what, uh, uh, whatever, six and one. What, no, 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 six, whatever and one. Sorry, terrible okay. at math. That's that's why I do politics. Okay, so they're they're now seven wins, and they could lose out. They've got New England coming up, and then at New Orleans, and then I forget their final game of the year. It's not as hard as that, but the you know, Bungles. The bank, which is a rivalry game, right? Can can I was that's a blood and guts them, game right there. Can I bet my retirement money that they lose by two touchdowns to the Patriots? How do I do that? Uh, yes, you may bet your retirement money. How much do you have in your four hundred one k, Mister Cottrell? I, I, whatever it is, I want to put it <laughs> on the Patriots. There is no bigger lock of the century that that Bill Belichick will beat down Mike Tomlin, and Tom Brady will make. Chief Butler looks stupid, as he does all the time. All right. So one of the criticisms, one of the many criticisms of Tomlin, which, you know, the standard is the standard, is the phrase he likes to say about the Steelers, is that he hinted that Big Ben could have played more in the second half, but that he chose not to for some strange reason. He said said because he took a shot of something – and I think they were waiting for it to take hold or something. Okay. None of that makes sense, by the way. Well, I mean, if he got his ribs shot up to alleviate the pain, then it takes a little bit for it to kick in, no? How about don't shoot him up because you thought that you were going to get the win over the locally, lowly Oakland Raiders? Yeah, there's that too. So 
so here the Steelers are. You're out of running backs, although Connor's coming back, I guess, in a week. You hope? Maybe. 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 All right, you're out of running backs. And Big Ben is into his usual December walking wounded like the like the the the, the drummer or the fife player in the Revolutionary War limping along right. with the banjo around his head. <laughs> Tomlin botching games, not closing games out, not winning games that he should be winning. Could this be end of days for Mike Tomlin? If it's not end of days for him, it's end of days for defensive coordinator Keith Butler. That is that. I think that may be the fall guy, but I heard something today that made me stop in my tracks and shiver. Which that is? There was talk that the Steelers would fire Mike Tomlin. And are you ready for this one? Bring in Mike McCarthy. I would quit being a fan. Oh, I, I, I've already I, said this with the Redskin rumors. Like Jay Gruden could get fired and Mike McCarthy could come in. I'm like, if that's it, I'm out. I will I'm not. I cannot stand Mike McCarthy. No. Why is it because of his doughy face? What, I what is don't know. I, I, I don't. And, and, and the punditry with their homages to, oh, you don't fire a Super Bowl winning coach in season. Man. Why not? Bitch, that Super Bowl was eight years ago. <laughs> He's lucky he wasn't fired after the Seattle game, for God's sake. Who did he win that Super Bowl over? Do you remember that? The Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> there you go. That's hell of, how long. It was right, a hell of a game, and it and it took Aaron Rodgers at the absolute peak of his powers to do it that day. Hell of a game in Jerry World, with all the ice and everything else. Okay, so yes. so so Pittsburgh may miss the playoffs. I would imagine if they do, that's it. End of days for Tomlin. If they make the playoffs, I think you're stuck with them for at least another year. They've never fired a coach though. That's what I keep. I don't think they want to start it. Whoa, 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 whoa. The Steelers. They've never fired a coach. No. Even after the season? Uh, Chuck Knoll retired. Bill Cower uh, threw in the towel. And that's it. Holy shnikes. I knew that the Steelers only had like four coaches in history. Right. Or it's three. So, Knoll. Three or four, something, something ridiculous. I, yeah. Okay. But I did not know they never fired a guy. Yeah. Chuck Knoll retired. Well, retired, wink, wink. And then Bill Cower came, then Bill Cower retired, and then they got Mike Holman. Or three in the last 30, 50 years, whatever it is. It's some ridiculous but, streak. But you do know you'd be firing the black man. Black man, it can never do anything Should I wait wrong. now for the, yeah, for the uh, job. <laughs> yeah, it's black playing right now. You can't hear it. Right. Okay. <laughs> Just like Reggie McKenzie got fired in Oakland, and Stephen A. Smith was quick to cape up for him, saying he got a raw deal. Which he did. He did, but at the same time, this is what happens in the NFL. White guys get raw deals all the time as well. I know. Welcome, that's, that's welcome to true. equality. Where, <laughs> where, where other? I remember there was an executive by the name of Jeff Diamond. I believe his name was part DJ, part executive. Not yeah, <laughs> not the DJ Jeff Diamond. Uh, <laughs> he was with the Vikings. Something Diamond. It might have been Jeff Diamond. He won. This guy Diamond, NFL executive of the executive of the year, in back to back years, he was fired in Minnesota, went to Tennessee, and won it the next year. White guy, so gotcha. it minute. does happen. How about the black guy getting the shaft though? Not the shaft. Let me no no. That's what I didn't mean. Not the shaft. shaft but how about the black guy? Getting what you talking about? Shaft. Green, He's a bad mother for his stupid tweet. 
That's, oh, that's a white guy. And okay. I was happy that Win- he got fired. Winston Moss. Yeah, well, Win- that's big, the thing. Big yeah. dummy. Yeah, right. Well, Winston Moss was a McCarthy guy, number one. And number two, a lot of fans up there are like, Winston Moss sucks. And number three, you can't go tweeting that shit in the, no. tender, in the tender aftermath of whacking a coach. Then Moss went on Fox's pre-pregame show and said, Aaron Rodgers has been the coach up there for nine years. Winston so, Moss went to the U, right? He's a he's a Miami guy, correct? I don't know about that. I think he's – I know Santana Moss went there. Maybe – okay, maybe I got my Mosses mixed up. Sorry. Okay. Hold on. Winston Moss College football. Uh, he played at Miami. You are right, Jay. Thank you. Thank you. Never you. doubt Jay Cottrell on that. Thank okay. you. All right, so let me just uh, switch gears all of a sudden here. I got a lot of shit I got to get to you – get with you on. Did you see, well, you haven't seen it, you were out at your Christmas party, you probably will see the Mike Tyson, Buster Douglas, 42 to 1, 30 for 30. First, okay, what is on my TV right now, the replay of the fight? Right, the actual and, raw replay of the fight, but the 30 for 30 just finished before I picked up I'm the phone and called it. you. Okay. Don't tell me how it ends. I'm recording it. <laughs> exactly. Do you remember where you were Yep. On that, night, my... on that night in February of 1990? Sitting in my uh, den, watching that, and flipping back between the slam dunk contest, which was on that same night. Ah, which I believe it was. was. Which I believe was won by Dominique Wilkins. Look that up. But it was one of those, you watch the fight, then you watch the dunk contest, you go, Michael knock him out soon. Right. And like third, fourth round, and eh, Michael knock him out soon. It kept getting later and later. That was that was a great night. Uh, your winner... Larry Nance. Larry Nance? 19... No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That was incorrect. Uh, that was 94. Let's see here. 1990, Dominique Wilkins. Jake Cottrell is now two for two. Two and zero. Two and zero with random remembered facts. So I was, uh, I was a young man that still had a full head of hair and a gleam in my eye at the Harvard of the West, UC Santa Barbara. It was my senior season. I was set to matriculate, Jay, with a with a degree, a double degree in communications and political science. Ding, ding. Ding, ding. Okay. Uh, it was February of 1990, and I remember I was running around from apartment to apartment drinking, which was the style at the time in college to drink with your friends. And I don't think I remember seeing the fight live. I think I heard about Tyson losing. Because while we were going from place to place and catching pieces of the slam dunk contest, not a lot of people had the fight because it was supposed to be a, a, a complete nothing burger. Who the hell was this Buster Douglas? Exactly. So, but when, when the aftermath happened, and this is something that where you and me will, will put the kids, the young people listening right now up on our knee. Come on. Come sit up on Uncle Jay and Uncle Steve's knee here. To see an indomitable force, the likes of which boxing hasn't had since Ali, to see Mike Tyson, who'd never been knocked down before, to get cut down by this sparring partner, Palooka, with the doughy body, like cut down like a, like a redwood tree, just boom, boom, boom. And to see Mike Tyson, who was undefeated at the time, stumble around, look for, and put his mouthpiece in sideways Yes. before staggering to his feet. Jay, you know as well as I do, that was one of the most shocking things 
we could have ever seen. The term baddest man on the planet applied to Mike. None, no, did you ever think anyone would ever no. beat Mike Tyson? He had an aura about him, yes. a ferocity that was unbelievable. And his fights were, were just these amazing, short-lived, okay, who's the next chump to get his ass whooped by Mike Tyson? In, in 1990, the two baddest men on the planet were Mike Tyson and Suge Knight. <laughs> I don't even know if that in that order, by the way. But but but, but Mike Tyson, when you said whenever you saw him, you were like, "This guy's scary." I I don't think kids, not kids, people under the age of thirty can understand how dominant of a person Mike Tyson was. No, it in was boxing. I, I, you, just you can't, you can't recreate this. Just Maybe incredible. Ronda Rousey. R- Ronda right. Rousey. Yeah. yeah. Ronda. No, but Ronda Rousey had that vibe. There was talk of Ronda Rousey fighting a dude at one point. Remember? Yeah, how would that have worked out for her? <laughs> yeah, because the next chick she met kicked her ass and kicked her <laughs> ass straight into Twice. retirement. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, was it straight? Did did Rousey fight was, again after that? Did, did Tolly Holmes beat her twice, or was that one time? That's a good I question. No, okay, well, I'm not going to go three for it. I really don't know you, that. Oh, come on, or Jay. Care, or care to know, by the way. Oh, yes, you do. Fight Ronda Rousey fight history. You ready? Come on, Jay. Okay. I want you to pick this. Okay, this would be Ronda Rowdy Rousey. So says oh, wait a minute. Wikipedia. She lost to Holly Holmes, and then she lost to Amanda Nunez. Oh, you looked the it next... up? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. No, no. Did no, you I, really? I, I, you did I not look really it up. Remember, you swear I to God. Swear, I'm, I'm, I'm walking around. No, uh, I do right. remember. Amanda Jay yes. Cottrell, you've gone three for three. My God, uh, beautiful. Is, uh, yeah. Amanda Nunez. Lost in the first round in 48 seconds. And if you remember, it was kind of Mike Tyson-esque. She got her ass kicked. Yeah, she quickly, I think the thing with Rousey was she got so big and she had been beating opponents who weren't on her level. But then the rest of the division caught up. As she got really big and got a lot of endorsements and hype and everything else, other women are like, fuck that. I want a piece of that. Right? I do not like Ronda Rousey, by the way. Can't right. stand her. She's right. a pain in the ass. All right. Well, she doesn't think much of you either, but I don't want to <laughs> get true. into it between you two. Okay? That's true. Okay. All right. So uh, so anyway, yeah, I think what happened was the rest of the division kind of caught up to her because the, okay. the women's division was kind of thin when she was at her peak, which, by the way, was 2015. I mean, that's three years ago. Time flies, right? So the rest of the rest of the division caught up to her, and as she became a bigger star, and as she was being called out by Beyonce with her "do nothing bitch" monologue, remember that? I'm not yes, a DNB. I, I love that though. <laughs> she was talking shit about I'm not a do nothing bitch. I'm out here. I'm kicking women's asses. I'm you know. Oh, I can, maybe I can fight. She never said I could fight a man, but other people said that. It, that, was on, it was on. The, it was on. It was on the spectrum of. I bet this college team could be oh, this team. Oh, exactly, exactly. The stupidest things ever. Um, as she got really huge, just like I believe the case with uh, who was the uh, who was the boxer in the Fan Man fight that fought against Holyfield. Not Holyfield, oh, but Riddick, his opponent. Riddick Bow. Riddick Bow. Riddick Bow. Riddick Bow. Once said, and this was part of his decline. He said. It's hard to get up and go do road work as a boxer when you're going to sleep in silk pajamas. 
That's that's true. That's true. (laughs) So Ronda Rousey had gotten so big as a celebrity, she lost her taste for glove leather. And that was. And I think she wanted to have a kid. I I think she wanted to get married. Yeah, she was done. Oh, and getting beat up, it leaves a mark. Yeah, that's don't, true. It'll, you don't leave a mark in the morning. You don't. You don't like it. Leave a, it left a mark on our psyche. <laughs> Remember, she was like, I think she was like, I wanted to kill myself. I'm like, geez. Oh yeah, yeah. No, take she the was. Hell and get on with your life. <laughs> but it's hard though, because think about it. She was hyped up. I mean, think of the world she's traveling in and the hype of being the baddest woman on the planet. You get talked to and told. You think that. You have to mentally be that way. And then all of a sudden, in a flurry of kicks and punches, you're reminded you ain't that she bad. Was, but you know what, though? What, didn't she fight? What was the What's the new chick? Cyborg? Uh, cyborg, yeah. Uh, she never fought Cyborg. Cyborg, okay. I think everyone knows, has been gobbling massive amounts of steroids. And might be a dude. We're not sure of that one. Well, you know, I'm not here to judge, Jay. We're in the- <laughs> I'm just saying. No, I'm just, I just saying. She might be a dude. That's all. Again, are you going to host the Emmys at some point in your life and you don't want this to come back on you? Jay, Sorry. Jay, I once <laughs> I once ran into a telephone pole on oh, this particular yes. issue. I forgot about that. So, you know so guess what? I, I always – it's you know what it is? It's like getting hit by a train at a crossing in your car. Like every time you go across – if you live to tell about it, every time you come across a train track, you're just creeping up to it. You're looking left. You're looking right. You creep ahead, and somebody's sitting in the car going, dude, there's no train. Just go across. And you're like, I, 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 I don't, I'm yeah. care. <laughs> You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Just go. And then, and then you gun it across. You're like, shit, let's get past this. All right, anyway, back to Tyson. So, yeah, so he was an amazing dominant force of nature. And when I will. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. Nobody I, I, has. I yeah, nobody I has. Haven't. So when will we ever see that again? Never, because nobody wants to know. No, uh, no, no American is a dominant heavyweight. That'll never happen. That will never happen again. Because boxing, I'm not saying boxing's dead, but the level of athlete to be a boxer is we're never going to see that anymore. Is Deontay Wilder he American? Sucks. <laughs> he stinks. He he couldn't even beat that racist ass out of shape. White dude. What's his I name again? Tyson Fury. I Tyson give Fury. Tyson Fury this. The punch he got hit in the 12th round would have knocked a rhinoceros out, and he got <laughs> up. I will give Tyson Fury. He's got a chin. I, did you see the fight? I, don't I did not the see the fight, no. You have to watch I should watch it, yeah. of Tyson Fury in the 12th round. It was one of the best punches I've ever seen, and he got up. Yeah. Well, so, speaking of getting up, I had forgotten that Buster Douglas got up and beat a 10 count by the, a split second. Some complained it was a, a a slow 10 count. But Buster Douglas was flat on his back at one point in this match before he came back to beat Tyson. And if you remember, that was the first Tyson fight after Kevin Rooney left him. And, all right, I'm going to go four for four here. There was a trainer, and his I think his name was either Aaron Soul or Aaron Snow. This guy had no clue of what he was doing in the corner. If you remember, <laughs> instead of putting an end swell on Tyson's eye, they had a water balloon yep. on Tyson's eye. Jake Cottrell is just raking right now. He's like Mark Hitton Witten with a six-home run night. It's amazing. Yes, Aaron Snoke, I ah, believe. Son. 
I, it was Aaron. I know wait, Aaron. Oh, uh, wait. Well, no, maybe it wasn't Aaron Snoke. But you're right. This guy, and they had him on the documentary, the 30 for 30. He's like, yeah, he's like, I take responsibility for that. I didn't even. A basic tool of a, of a corner man, an end swell, just a big metal cold thing to reduce swelling. He had to put ice into a, into a rubber glove. And it. And- and it it wasn't doing anything. It wasn't and <laughs> no. <laughs> and Kevin, by the way, Kevin Rooney was, was he in this? Kevin Rooney, great trainer. I don't was, know if was, he was, was in there, but uh, okay. And but no, it, in the documentary, I wonder if Kevin Kevin Rooney was a, was in the documentary. Yeah, but that and basically, I guess Tyson said he had food poisoning and he didn't train for the fight and they didn't take it seriously. Uh, I learned my, there was some talk of a sexually transmitted disease also. Well, yeah. That. I definitely had something that they, they couldn't talk about. That. <laughs> My penis felt really weird. By the way, going from the baddest man on the planet to khaki Mike Tyson, where you'll see him, you know, just in, you know, regular dad khakis as like a normal guy. How do you feel about that? Do you like that? Uh, the Mike Tyson that we know is all good. Mike Tyson singing One Night in Bangkok in The Hangover 2. That's just killed Mike Tyson for, as as we know it. So you wish that so, he had kept being this sort of mysterious, no, reclusive no. badass. Now after his his daughter died, that changes anybody. So I can't really fault Tyson How for any of that. How does daughter die again? Uh, drowned in a swimming pool, if I oh, remember correctly. Jesus. Yeah, that, yeah. It, it, it excuse That's... my French. It, it, it fucked him up. It, it did. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, and did he go through all of his money? Did Don King steal all of his money? Don stole a lot because he was living in Montgomery County for a little bit. Yeah. Because he married a doctor, if I I remember correctly. He did. He did. It was an interesting marriage, to say the least. All right. So uh, let's talk about this Mason Foster text exchange that has gone viral on a Tuesday night. Mason Foster inside linebacker for the Washington Redskins, sort of a, a try-hard overachiever, a guy who's been on a number of teams who is getting beat routinely in coverage because he's just slow, okay? Shush, quiet, he's not, he's not your favorite. I Actually, here's the thing, and I just tweeted this tonight. I said, I like Mason Foster a lot because I've interviewed him, and I believe he's playing to the hardest of his abilities, which is not good enough in coverage. But basically, when he tweets, or he, and he didn't tweet this, this is another element to this. Let me just go ahead and read you what what the exchange was. He direct messaged somebody on Twitter who then went and printed the receipt, which I am so against in That's today's tattling. digital age. Yes. That's tattling, yes. Right. Uh, this guy said, keep your head up. We definitely have to get better, but we have to move on and get ready for the next game. Never be satisfied like most people. Aim for greatness. So said this Derek Mungia. Mason Foster, allegedly, if this screen cap is correct, and by the way, I found out you can go to any number of websites and create fake text conversations. Do you know that? Right? No! Oh, yeah. Go to I fake text message. Yeah, you can, you can do that. You can type in anyone's name. You can even adjust the battery level. You can toggle on the Bluetooth and toggle it off. I mean, it's crazy. We live in a society of of big bitches. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I hate, to, I hate to I hate to use French again, but we yeah. do. In fact, I might I might have to type out. I might have to create a fake text exchange between you and I, 
in which you talk about how you can't wait to go gardening this weekend or something <laughs> really, really yes. that, soft. Happen. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and I'll be like, Glove. I'd like to go, hey, I can't wait to go antiquing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, so that so this, this guy said, keep your head up. And then Mason Foster resp- responded, fuck this team and this fan base, and then Ooh. gave it... Six crying, laughing emojis. Ooh, sounds like a certain defensive tackle who, when he got released, said y'all's 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 logo is racist. I seem to remember that one. Do you remember that guy? Oh, is that well? I think Robert Henson was a linebacker. <laughs> it was also AJ Francis who did that. Oh, AJ! Yeah, oh fucking AJ Francis, <laughs> Jesus. And I like AJ. I like I AJ, him. but when he left. <laughs> When he left, yeah. he got all woke and shit and was like, yeah, man, this is a racist logo. Well, you took their money 10 days at a time when you were here, so. I gave him the, you know, I, I gave him the speech. You don't have to say everything on your mind. <laughs> right. Some some things can just, you can sleep on it and wake up and say, I, I feel differently now. So, yeah. Yeah. You don't have to say everything. It's anyway, okay. Anyway, uh, this guy says, it's been tough. It sucks ass, but we got to keep fighting, bro. We're in hell right now, point blank. Derek Mungie. I wonder who this Derek Mungie is. I should have done more research. Well, uh, that then Mason Foster responded back, yeah, and I'm not fucking with it or being a scapegoat to make fans feel better about all these big money people who ain't playing or getting dogged out. Oh, God. Yeah. What? So is it, was that women? Was he directing that towards a certain player? Well, I guess there's certain guys on the team that he feels are not getting their volume of criticism and you know he's he's not happy about that i think obviously he's talking about norman and swearinger probably i have a question and i was thinking about this because you were going to call would you still like to have the eight car right now oh god listen i wore myself out defending Kirk Cousins. You did. You were Kirk Cousins. You were his. You were his biggest cheerleader. Yes, you were. And because you know why? It wasn't so much. I mean, I am a huge fan of his. There's no question about that. Because he dared to beat the system, and I love that about any guy. Now he is a fucking nerd, and he's a he's a very god fearing man, which I'm fine with. That's great. Um, and he's not that good. He's the tenth or eleventh or twelfth best quarterback in the league, probably. But he doesn't suck. He's second in completion percentage. He's 23 over 9. He's going to throw for 4,500 yards. He'll be top 10 in yards when it's all said and done. And don't sell me this, oh, the weapon's the weapon. I know Diggs is good and Thielen is good, but he's been throwing dimes for a good part of the year. They can't fucking run the ball. Their O-line is garbage. This coordinator just got fired. Who knows if he sucked or not. Filippo. he was the hot flavor of the month from last year's Super Bowl with the Eagles. We don't know if he was good as an OC or not. Bottom line is this. People make the dumbest fucking arguments about Kirk Cousins ever. And they just revert to record. And they go, oh, he's 0-7 on Monday night. And he's 4-25 and against teams with a winning record. And I pointed out on Twitter, yeah, well, he's had 57 starts with the motherfucking Redskins. And he's had 12 starts with a real team. So maybe why don't we let those two numbers even out and then we'll get a better picture. Because it is still a team game for God's sakes. People saying, wow. oh, oh, we should get Case Keenum. They, they should have kept Keenum. He cost $2 million. Not this year he didn't, bitch. He cost $18 million this year, and he's 10 percentage points lower in completions, which I think is pretty important, at 61%, 27th in the league. So you're saving $10 million. Oh, you, 
You got it. You can't spend. You can't fill out your roster if you don't have money for the free agents. Ten million, and it's not ten this year, by the way. It's six because Kirk's cap number is twenty-four, and and Keenum's is eighteen. What can you buy, Jay, for six million fucking dollars in the NFL? One player, just one decent player, maybe. It's such. The last time I heard someone defended this well, it was Matthew McConaughey defending Samuel Jackson in the time to kill. That was very good. <laughs> well, it's just I can't stand stupid arguments. Everyone's a bean counter. I wouldn't have paid him the $84 million guaranteed. Do you know the cap numbers on some players this year? Like Stafford's cap is $26 million this year. Look at Andy Dalton. Andy Andy Dalton's got a big cap, although he's under 20, I think. Uh, Flacco's 24. Okay, you've got... Uh, Matt Ryan is up there in the 24 range. Oh, well, you know, the problem with Cousins is he can't put a team on his back and carry him. Well, I don't see fucking Aaron Rodgers doing that right now. I don't see Matt Ryan doing that right now. I don't see Matt Stafford doing that right now. The baseline cost of a starting quarterback is $20 million a year. Yes, they're paying a premium for Kirk. No, he's not Tom Brady. Now, everybody shut the fuck up and try to analyze the game as you see it. If you said Kirk Cousins played like shit, show me the passes he missed. Show me the bad plays he made. Because his opponent went 10 for 20 for 72 yards and one pick, which would have peeled the paint off the walls if it was Kirk. (laughs) Yeah, but Russell Wilson won the game. Russell Wilson made a 40-yard run in the fourth quarter. I get it. Russell Wilson has a better defense, which... Russell Wilson's girlfriend is smoking. His wife, I should say. Oh, that's his wife. Yes, yes. That's Ciara. Yes. You like that? As Kirk would say, you like that? You, you like, like that? Do you like Ciara? Yeah. Yeah, she's great. You're like, yeah, of course. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I you hold. Kind of like, people hold. Like hot girls. People hold certain grudges sometimes that you wonder about. That's all. You, you well, might be like, yeah, she's hot, but she's super annoying. Well, she did marry or, or have a kid by the, the hip-hop artist Future, yeah. who's as dumb as the day is long. Well, Future does so, have like eight kids by eight women, like so eight we kids. talked about Yes, that. you saw that on your, your Wendy Williams experience, <laughs> yes. <laughs> right, exactly. Haven't watched Wendy in a while. I need to catch up with her. <laughs> you haven't missed anything. It's the same show every day. You know, I can't believe, I can't do, I can't do a Wendy Williams New York accent. But look, Wendy Williams attractive? Hanging on. Okay. All right. Just, just wondering. Hanging I don't on. find her attractive. So anyway, I'm look. Sure someone does. Bottom line is this: uh, Russell Wilson's a hell of a player. I, I, I have begrudging respect. I don't fucking like him, but I say he's a hell of a player, and um, he's better than Kirk. I'll grant you that. He's won a Super Bowl. He's been to another one. Fucking lost a Super Bowl with a bad throw. Uh, but stop with this, Kirk Cousins. They shouldn't have paid him $84 million. And stop with this argument. Well, the way to win in the NFL now is to get a rookie quarterback. Have you heard this one? Stop me if you've heard this I, one, Jay. I, no, no. I had this conversation about uh, three and a half, no, four and a half hours ago. Okay. You got to get a rookie contract on a, on a favorable rookie deal and then spend the rest of the money on the team around him. Okay. How exactly would the Vikings do that sitting at 13-3 and three and drafting 29th? Anybody? Bueller, they had to go. They had Bueller. to go for the knockout kill, and Kirk Cousins they thought was the knockout kill. But guess what? A, the season's not over. B, although they're not going to probably come out of the NFC, a season's not over. And B, there's always next year. It is, you know, this is his first year there. Just saying. 
but whatever. We live in a hot take society where everyone wants to, everyone wants to be a fucking capologist, Jay. That's, that's the thing. I say to people, he's not worth it. $84 million, totally guaranteed he's not worth that. And I go, okay, well, what's this price? Crickets. It's like I get, it's like Ravens now, Ravens fans who now bitch about Joe Flacco and his contract. But at the time, he had just won a Super Bowl. What were you going to do? Not pay him and then go to mediocrity again? And I know they've been kind of mediocre with him. But you were damned if you do and you damned if you didn't. You had to give Joe Flacco the money. Yeah. It was okay. stupid if you didn't. All right, quickly on the baseball front, what do you make of Machado and Harper sort of dangling out there? They're going to get snapped up here soon. The music is going to stop in the chairs. There's going to be a scramble. Give me a prediction on who goes first, Machado or Harper, in terms of being signed, and who gets more money. I want some numbers from you, Jay. I think Machado goes to the Phillies because about 70% of the Phillies front office were once with the Orioles. I can't give you enough. I can't give thirty million. I don't. I can't give you a number. Give me total contract think, number. Knowing knowing is a benchmark. Bryce Op, Bryce Harper had an offer from the Nats, which was sort of a yeah yeah whatever offer of three hundred million dollars. You give Machado more. Machado gets three because he's young. No, is he younger? Or they're the same age? I think they're about the same age. Infielders, <sighs> they put a little bit more of a premium on well, over outfielders right now. Um, he's a bit of a and he's, and he's gonna get shortstop money probably. Right. So yeah. I will give Manny Machado getting three twenty, Bryce Harper getting three three hundred. There you go. Three hundred. Bryce even. Harper signing with signing with the Dodgers. Why do I don't know why I see that happening for the I same amount amazing. of money as he could stay in D.C. But he's from Las Vegas. No, I know. Why would you want to stay in D.C.? But it, that's it, a joke. <laughs> hey, listen. <laughs> I don't want to stay in DC. <laughs> you want to go? Yeah, you want to go to Arizona. I know. Hell yes. yeah! No, my my plan is uh, Arizona for nine months of the year and Wisconsin for three months of the year. June, July, and August in Wisconsin, beautiful. I heard. I heard it's. It, I heard it's like uh, LA all year round. Uh, yes. Oh, you did. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh. I, 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 I do want to go to Wisconsin once. By the way, I I I, I do want to visit Wisconsin once. That's a state I've I've flown over, never been in. Jay. I believe you can, you I can believe make that happen. I believe in 2019 I can have you there. In fact, would you like to go to a Packer game in 2019? Uh, that is, at that is a that is a I want to go to two things. No, no. You know what? I'd rather go to a University of Wisconsin game just to watch the jump around done and the start of the fourth quarter. That's done. that is a bucket list. That done. Get your bucket ready, buddy, cuz that's happening. Okay. That's, that's real. That's what I want. That is going and they, and they to happen. And they can play happen. Alcorn State. I don't care. I just want to be there for the <laughs> jump around at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Okay. Are you going to stay for the fifth quarter? <laughs> but Are you... Wait, really, really quick question. Wait a minute. You ailed? You ailed at the Army? You tried to no. ail at the <laughs> Army-Navy game? You're the worst person ever. Uh, fuck you. you I didn't. You tried to ail at the Army Navy. I... Your brother-in-law, I salute him. <laughs> I would told you to go fuck yourself also. I did not try to ail. I suggested a possible ail. You don't ail at the Army <laughs> Navy game. Bro, we were sitting in the upper deck freezing to death. It's bad. You go watch 37 consecutive two-yard dives off right tackle. <laughs> And then get back to me. <laughs> you can't ail the Army Navy Well, guess game. what? Guess what? We didn't. 
So there you well, go. Yeah, and that's because your brother-in-law, who looks like a fine man, he is a fine told man. Told you no. Yes, yeah. I love that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. I interrupted right. your train of thought. Though. All right. I hope that wasn't your fuck that guy for the week. Me. I don't. I don't have one. I'm sorry. Oh, you're. Oh, no, 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 no. You're gonna have to think one here in the next couple. Oh, of actually, minutes. no. I do. Have I know one. you're gonna. I have. <laughs> I, no, no. I do have one. Yes. I'm sure you do. At the tip of your tongue. All right, real quick, what change should baseball make? Should they put in a pitch clock, ban defensive shifts, or anything else that would sound crazy but would make sense? Ban defensive shifts. How would you ban them? Just say you can't do it. I... I know it it goes. That doesn't define it. You have to say. I know, as a lover of baseball, it just it's. But you know what? Though I was going to say, it's it's not all of a sudden new because they did it to Ted Williams in the forties and fifties. How about? So it's not. How about you can't new? All right. How about ban infield shifts so that you cannot be past second base if you're a shortstop or a second baseman? I'll take that one because some of these shifts are disgusting. But then again, you know. You know, try to hit the other way, and sometimes it's impossible to throw the ball inside yeah. to you. You can't really do anything with it yeah. except pull it. So, and would you be in favor of pitch clock? Yes or no? No, because pitching's really hard. <laughs> okay. How about how about no leaving the batter's box? Period. That one I'm okay with. That one I'll get. get yeah, get in the box. How about this? That one I'm okay how about with. this? Batters don't get to call time ever. You've got an itch on your elbow? Too fucking bad. That's why you itch between pitches. Itch between pitches, Jay. That's what I say. As a guy who got thrown out of a summer league game for stepping out of the box and then yeah, stepping out of the box and then yelling at the umpire because he he called a strike on me, I'm always in favor of <laughs> stepping out. I'm All like right. Mike Hargrove. No. <laughs> All right, here we go. I'll roll the theme and I'll tell you when it's your turn to go for this week's edition of FTG. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. (laughs) Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All right, Jay, unload. Who is it this week? I was watching the uh, Vasily Lomachenko fight on Saturday, enjoying the fight immensely because he's the best pound-for-pound boxer in the world. And then my uh, joy was turned to sadness. Stephen A. Smith. You don't have to do every fucking thing on the network. He's doing boxing now? I mean, oh, dude, yeah. At some, at some point, you have to take a break. You're getting as annoying as Kevin Hart now. You can't do everything. <laughs> How about Kevin Hart and the Oscars controversy? Where do you yeah, stand that, on that? That, that kind of sucked. That, that kind of sucked. You can't, Did he get can't, a raw deal? He got a raw deal because he apologized once. He don't have to apologize eight years later. But Stephen A. Smith, I'm tired of seeing you do everything on ESPN. By the way, how how great was he when he tried to do a morning show? <clears throat> well, you know what? Early mornings was not his thing. But now that he's <laughs> on TV with a guy to argue with him, fake argue, he's doing pretty well, I'd say. And he does okay. an afternoon radio show on Sirius XM. Which I, I've never seen. I don't know if it's good or not. So, But... My fuck that guy goes to Stephen A. Smith. Enough of you. I'm tired of every time turning on ESPN, I see your (laughs) terrible, unshaped head. Okay. All right, my FTG this week goes to somebody who is all hat, no cattle. A guy who likes to talk big, but when it comes time to backing it up, he is a gutless little wonder. Who is that guy, Jay? 
Who is it? You're talking to him. Me. Oh. I'm my own. Fuck that guy. You know why? Ding, ding, ding. Because I gave out the mother of all Moneyline double dog parlays of the Raiders and the Dolphins, yet I didn't put one red nickel on the play myself. What a pussy I am. If that you're going to Arizona money. If you're <laughs> If you're going to give out a pick like that, play it, you dummy, cuz then you're a legend. Instead, you're just a guy throwing out random stuff like, "Oh, this is totally going to lose." Yeah, you're but Scott whatever. Farrell, just you're Scott Farrell, just yelling ah, out ah, the frown shit. Bitch, frown <laughs> bitch. I'm 89 and 7 against the luck. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> all right, Jayco, good to talk to you as always. We'll check in next week, all right? Thank you, Zay. Later. Bye, buddy. See you. Sure, watching football is fun, but it's more entertaining when you have some action on the games. Fellas, you've heard me talking about this for weeks, and some of you are still on the sidelines. Whether you're an expert or a rookie, you should be betting at my bookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, Like playing the numbers on roulette, you can create a big parlay. Pick three teams to win. If you hit all three, you could turn 100 bucks into 600. There's so much to bet on college basketball and football, NBA, NHL, custom props, even esports if you want, you name it. My bookie is the one bet I know you'll be happy with all year. I recommend these guys because I trust them. My bookie has been in business for years. They've got great online reviews, and their mobile site is easy to use. Sign up this week, and my bookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus to jumpstart your bankroll. It's a great way to bank even more money when you win. Don't miss out on one of the best weeks to bet on sports this year. Log on to MyBookie right now and use promo code ZABE and get 50% deposit bonus. That's promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. You play, you win, you get paid. Let's end on this. Got an email from a high school buddy of mine, Tom Abrahamian, my man Tommy. He writes to say, Zabe, love listening to your Redskins assessment. The team needs a VP of common sense, and I nominate you. Well, yeah, I'd be a good VP of common sense, but I'm already a VP of snacks, number one. And number two, there needs to be a VP of common human decency to go along with the VP of common sense. But okay. Meanwhile, writes my man Tommy, let's start a campaign to fix some basics of the red zone. I watch Fios, not DirecTV, so there might be slight differences in presentation. But the picture attached, and he sent me a picture, is of their typical double box view. This is atrocious. Look at all the wasted screen real estate by shrinking the images and having all the crappy graphics behind it. Why can't they fill up the entire screen with the two images? Do I really need to know the team logos at the top when the team scores are at the bottom of the feed? And they can't just overlay the Amazon Prime logo over the image on the screen. They don't need to eat up so much space with that. Red Zone is awesome, but could be so much better. My suggestions. Number one, fix the stupid double box presentation. Two, fix all multi-box presentations and use the entire screen. Yes, a quad box can fill up an entire 16 by 9 screen perfectly. They don't do it. More balanced coverage of all games going on. They seem to fixate on just a few games. I agree. I think the whole notion of, well, we only show Red Zone when it's close to scoring... Don't always do that. Show games like people want to watch. 
Win in double box, he says, when the play is over, just cut to the game where the play is going on. I hate dealing with half a screen to watch a play while the other game is chewing up space, but the play is over. That would maybe be distracting to some. I'm not sure everyone will like, okay, that plays over, switch. Now that plays over, now switch. This plays over, now switch. I think some people like to keep an eye on both. Anyway, Tom says, all of this will cost absolutely zero to fix, totally doable. Make it happen, Zabe. You're my only hope. Well, thank you, Tom. Uh, I'll tell you the reason I think they do it, and that is every television entity has something called a graphics director, and their whole life, is whipping up on-screen graphics from the motion backgrounds to the mats, as they call them, M-A-T-T-E's, and the and the on-screen chirons and the animations that fly in and fly. Like This is their world. This is all they do. So they're not just going to go, eh, let's do the basic minimum. Let's give the, the fans the most real estate for their buck. They want to floof it up, and they want to look at it and go, that looks nice. And a lot of times... No offense. Oh, boy. I don't know where I like this is going, Zabe. No offense, but a lot of these graphic directors are women. It's like a woman. Okay, Bobby Bowden. Easy. It's like like a woman. Easy now. And a woman's eye is going to want the touch to be just right. Like, oh, I like the logo here and over here. Yeah, the pictures are a little bit smaller, but I like dressing it up. You know, it's the presentation. But I agree. I agree it could definitely be better. That'll do it for today. Thank you for listening. Download, subscribe, comment, and like. Tell three friends. Zabecast app is free for you at the app store of your choosing. Premium Zabe comes Friday. Zabe.com slash premium for the football five ways. Email me at Zabe at yahoo.com. Now, if you excuse me, my lights are up, but we got to work on the Christmas tree today, and then we're going to have ourselves a merry little Christmas. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. More than one in three people will face cancer in their lifetime. Unfortunately, fear can stop you from getting cancer screening, but it won't stop cancer. Early detection can save your life. Don't wait for symptoms to appear to act. Cancer screening is safe, effective, and accessible for everyone, including free or low-cost screening programs. Go to CancerScreenQuiz.com now and take the American Cancer Society's two-minute cancer screening quiz to find out what screening tests are right for you. Don't wait. Take the quiz. Get screened. Go to CancerScreenQuiz.com now. CancerScreenQuiz.com. At SheFit, we know the fitness industry makes a lot of empty promises. We're done with shortcuts and quick fixes. No woman should be let down or held back, especially by her clothing. It's time to experience the only sports bra that's as strong as you are. Available in the widest range of sizes, easy on and off, with 50% less bounce than the Nike Pro. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at shefit.com slash 2022.